Revelation chapter 12. If you find your place there in Revelation chapter 12, look with me. Three verses out of here we'll look at. Revelation chapter 12. Begin in verse number 9. It says, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels cast out were cast out with him. Look with me, if you would, in verse number 13. And when the dragon saw that he was cast into the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth a man-child. And you look down with me once again in verse number 17. And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed which keepeth or which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. I don't know if you saw in the three verses that we read, but there's a recurring theme. It's talking about a dragon. A dragon. And uh, it, it identified the dragon, by the way, so there's no question about that. But I want to just, for a few minutes this morning, bring a message entitled, The Dread of the Dragon. The Dread of the Dragon. I want to point out some things about the dragon and what it means for us today and maybe get our perspective on where we are, why we're here, and what we have to look forward to. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you once again for this privilege desires to be in your house today. Lord, we understand there's many that are sick, many that are afflicted. Lord, there's many that are recovering and have other issues going on. There's some that have lost loved ones in recent days, and we ask for comfort and peace. And Lord, when we look at this verse of Scripture, passage of Scripture, and other verses to follow, Lord, we ask that you'll just... Mend our hearts on the Word of God, and Lord, knit it together, and Lord, help us to see what Your Word has for us today. Speak to us, Holy Spirit, if there be one here that does not know You as their personal Savior, Lord, we ask that today would be the day that they would come to You in faith and repentance, crying out for salvation. Thank You for Jesus and the blood that was shed at the cross of Calvary. Lord, thank You that the ground is leveled at the foot of the cross, red, yellow, black, or white, doesn't matter. Lord, I pray that for the lost soul here today, they will see their need to come to you before it's everlasting too late. Thank you for the many blessings that you have given us. Forgive us for what we have failed thee. Lord, help me now to deliver the message in a manner to be pleasing unto you. For we ask these blessings in Christ's name. Amen. The dread of the dragon. The dread of the dragon. The Bible is very clear about this dragon. The Bible is clear to me on the intentions of the dragon. And uh, there, I, I see different things that draw my attention to this dragon, I see, uh, well, there's a deception that's put forth by the dragon. I see that in verse number nine. Do you see that? Where he uh, deceiveth the whole world. A big deception from the dragon. I also see, when I read a little bit further about this uh, dragon, I see also that there's persecution that comes from this dragon. Do you see that? Verse 13, some persecution uh, that takes place from this dragon. Also, in verse number 17, I see some anger. He was very wroth. And uh, it shouldn't surprise us that 
when you when you start thinking about the dragon, if you if you actually look up at what a dragon is and, and how it comes from the reptilian family and so forth, remember uh, Satan was the serpent that appeared in Genesis. Remember the serpent, and so uh, it shouldn't shouldn't be surprising. You know, when you start classifying animals and the, the characteristics of animals and that that and the other. You know, uh, even when you go uh, to the zoo or whatever, and you'll see uh, one of those dragons that they'll have. Now, it's not going to be one of them big giant dragons like in a movie, you know, a fire-breathing dragon and, you know, nothing like that. But you'll see, and man, those things, you know, uh, a lot of people want to take those things as pets. And uh, honestly, I don't want to have, I don't want no part of it. You know, I see that thing, and man, it looks kind of weird to me. It looks kind of scary. And uh, uh, it's hard to imagine a friendly dragon. I can remember when I was a kid, there was cartoons, you know, these uh, friendly dragons or whatever. But usually, uh, there's nothing friendly about a dragon, if you want to just get, get truthful about it. When the description of it, well, we see this, that there's a dragon and he's, there's a deception that's given. There's a persecution that's given. And then there's an anger that's displayed. Now... It shouldn't surprise any of us that when we see the antics of this dragon and we see who the dragon actually is, okay, in verse number 9, and that great dragon was cast out, notice that old serpent. Hmm. We got a dragon. Notice that old serpent. You see that? And who is he? Well, he's the devil. Satan. And... From the time that he was cast out of heaven, and in, until today, to be honest with you, uh, he's been very upset about some things. He's not happy. And it's uh, my belief, and I believe a lot of Christians would agree, that as he knows his days are getting shorter, his anger, or he, he's getting more angry, and he's more determined than to, to, to fight against the Lord and the church more than he ever has because he knows that his time is running short. It shouldn't surprise anyone that Satan would try to persecute the woman. Now, in application of things, what you're going to find that, that in that application of things, it's talking about the church. Satan is not going to sit idly by while the church is doing the work of the Lord. He's not going to do it. Uh, he's going to... You think about that. What is the greatest opposition to the devil today? Is it, is it the government? No. Huh? Is the government an opposition to the devil? No. What is the greatest opposition to the devil today? The church. The church. That's the greatest opposition. I, when I look at that, the, the church, the, the devil gets upset uh, with the church for doing the work of the Lord because the work, of the, Lord, the work of the Lord destroys the works of Satan. Now, Satan is being Satan. He, he's just being that old dragon that he is. He's just being that old serpent uh, that he is. And when I see that, notice there that he, he deceives the whole world. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, a blind man could see that we are being deceived in our country today. There's a great deception going on uh, in our world today. I'm not here to make anybody mad or upset. I promise you, I'm here to preach the Word of God. And I know, according to Scripture, in the last days, there will be a great deception uh, put out upon the face of the earth. And, brother, we are being deceived uh, uh, this very moment. Uh, preacher, how do you know that? Well, look around at the church. There's people that are deceived thinking, they, well, I don't have to go to church today. 
They've been deceived. And uh, we've rolled out the red carpet of excuses on why you don't have to come to church anymore. Huh? Uh, we, we, we've given every kind of excuse there is. Uh, and people are deceived. Uh, somebody said, well, you ain't got to go to church to go to heaven. No, you don't. I can't find that in the Bible. I can't find you got to go. If anybody finds that you got to go to church to go to heaven, please show that to me. I've never found that in the Bible. But you got to be a good church member to go to church. Huh? So I say amen right there. You can't be a good church member and not go to church. Who's, who's the bride of Christ? Don't say it out loud. You might offend somebody. Huh? Huh? Don't you believe the, the church is the bride of Christ? Don't you believe that? Don't you believe that one day the Lord's going to gather up His bride? And don't you believe there's going to be a lot of people that are not going to be in that bride? Huh? Uh, yeah, uh, you don't have to go to church to go to heaven. Absolutely not. But you for sure have to go to church to be a good church member. Uh, if you want to be in the bride of Christ, you might want to consider some things. Well, well I thought well, I thought everybody gets I thought everybody got saved in the bride of Christ. Well, you, you you're, you're teaching universalism then. Well, what's universalism? Well, you're better off not knowing if you don't know, huh? I'm saying, what are you talking about? There's a deception going on. There's people think that they can get saved. And have you ever seen people that get saved that walk the aisle and then six months later the FBI can't find them? Well, where did they go? What are they doing? I'll tell you, there is a great deception. And by the way, the deception is of the devil, the dragon. And as long as he prevents you from doing the work of God, then he's happy. He's happy. Let me, let me remind us of some things about Satan to maybe help us understand the mindset of what we're dealing with. Let me say that I've got, listen, I'm going to be just like Elizabeth Taylor told her ninth husband. I won't keep you long, okay? Huh? We've got a busy day and a lot of things going on, so you listen fast, I'll preach fast, and we'll get done fast. Okay, i got three points, all right? Let me give you the first thing that we see uh, in the description that we should understand about this dragon that we're dealing with, the dragon of the dragon. Let me say this, number one. Satan hates the church of God. Satan literally hates the church of God. Satan hates the church of God because it does the work of God. Well, what does that mean for us? Well, the Bible is very clear to me in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse number 8 that we ought to be sober and be vigilant because our adversary, the devil, he walketh about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. The Bible is telling us that we've got to be on guard at all times because there is a devil out there who wants to destroy the work of the Lord. That's what he's telling us. Satan hates the church. He could care less about the world's churches that promote the world because they're not hurting his agenda. But I'm going to tell you something. A church that is doing the work of the Lord will be attacked by Satan because Satan is doing Satan's work. There's never been a church that's not doing the work of the Lord that hasn't been attacked by the devil. Never. Never. Why? Because... The devil knows if he hinders the work of God, that means less people get saved. You know what happens to the church? We get so distracted by the inner workings of things that we lose our focus of the gospel message. We've got to put out all these fires everywhere. People getting mad about this and getting upset about that. And that distracts us from the main focus that there's a lost and dying world that needs the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Satan hates the church of God. When we're doing the work of the Lord, you can, be, you can expect to be attacked by Satan. Why? Because he's that dragon. The dragon. 
The dread of the dragon. He wants to bring harm to the Lord's church. Now, I'm not trying to scare anybody today, but I want you to know, if you make a commitment for God, you've got a big old bullseye on your back. Be ready for spiritual warfare. And that's absolutely what it is. The great deception that takes place in our country today is nothing more than spiritual warfare. If the scales of our eyes could be lifted and we saw what we were battling today, it would scare us half to death. Matter of fact, if the scales could fall off our eyes today, and if we could see the forces of good and evil battling this very moment, it would scare us half to death. I want to tell you, the devil knows the address of the church. He knows the address. Uh, he knows that you're here today. He knows that. And anybody who says, Lord, I'm willing to follow you, come hell or high water, I'm going to do what you want me to do, the devil says, let's see how tough you are. And all of a sudden, those fiery darts of the wicked start shooting our way. Start shooting our way. Trying to get us distracted. Trying to knock us down. But the Bible tells us that we can put on the whole armor of God that we may may be able to stand against the fiery darts of the wicked. I want you to know, dear friend, it's about time that we pick up the armor of God and suit ourselves up and say, God, I'm in this battle for the long haul. You can count on me. I'm going to be faithful to you. That's what we need, dear friend. There's a whole lot of churches. Uh, listen, they, 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 they don't know if they're going or, or coming. They don't know up from down. I'm glad today that I walked into a church that believes the Word of God, that stands on the Word of God. Uh, listen, we're not perfect by any means. I'm not a perfect preacher. But bless God, I've got a perfect book. It tells me where I came from, tells me where I'm going, tells me how to get there. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. All this deception out there. Deception of the devil, the dragon. Listen, dear friend, you, you, people say, well, well, preacher, I didn't grow up in church and I don't have the background. Listen, I, I don't care about your background. God, He saves anybody who comes to Him in faith and repentance. doesn't matter your background. Listen, we need people in these last days that will get planted in the house of God, rooted around the Word of God to serve God. And the Bible tells me that without Christ, I can do nothing. I need Him more every day. There's an old song that says, well, I need you more today than I did yesterday. You know why? The battle doesn't get easier. The battle gets tougher. The battle gets more difficult. I need the Lord. Why? Because the first point today, Satan hates the church of God. He hates it. He despises it. And he's going to do everything in his power to hinder the work of God. We need to be advised and aware of the dread of the dragon. Be aware that Satan hates the church. Let me give you the second thing this morning. We need to be aware to be aware of Satan's tactics. What are you talking about? Satan's tactics. Well, look with me if you would. In 2 Corinthians chapter number 2. Satan's tactics. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Look at verse 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Look at verse number 11. says, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Let me say the second thing this morning in dealing with the dread of the dragon. We must be aware of Satan's tactics. You notice what he said there? We're not ignorant of, of, of his devices. Talking about the devil. What are you talking about, preacher? As a believer, we must be fully aware that Satan is going to do what Satan does. Okay, 
The dragon is going to do what the dragon does. And that is he is going to he's going to do his best to destroy uh, the church. We must understand that he's going to do it by any means necessary and that Satan doesn't play fair. Satan doesn't play fair. Matter of fact, he's a liar and the father of lies. But he appears as an angel of light. Isn't that something? Something will look so good and something will look so harmful. And that's the outside package. But when you open up that package, you know what you're going to find? A nasty old dragon. A deceiver. One who's trying to destroy the work of God. Now he says here that you need to be aware of his devices lest Satan should get an advantage of us. Satan does everything he can to get an upper hand on the Christian today. Satan does everything he can to get an upper hand on the church today. Why? Because his job is to destroy the work of the Lord. I can't say that enough. Everything about the devil today is to hinder the work of the Lord so that souls will not get saved. Listen, Satan's on his way to hell and he knows it and he wants to take you with him. Are you listening to me today? Jesus loves you and wants you to go to heaven. The devil hates you and wants you to go to hell. You say, preacher, that's some strong terminology. It's Bible terminology, dear friend. The devil will take everybody to hell with him that he can. Satan loves to use his devices against the work of the Lord. Let's look at this very clearly. It shouldn't shock us that Satan is Satan. And it even might, it might involve people being hurt. You say, really? Yeah, uh, a lot of times God's people, they get hurt. Why? Because he knows his time is short and he's doing everything he can to attempt to destroy the work of the Lord. Let's be honest with each other. The great deception, the great deception of our country today, things that are happening, that are shifting our mindset of things, things that are happening where uh, we're not able to preach in places we used to preach and we can't take the gospel in places where we used to take the gospel. Uh, There's a great deception taking place and it's all going back to hindering the very Word of God. Listen, there, there used to be times where we could preach certain places we can't preach anymore. There used to be times where we could share the Word of God in places uh, that we can't share. I'm talking about legally. Uh, listen, as a Christian, we ought to share God's Word every chance and opportunity that we can. But be ready for the persecution that's going to come with it. Why? Because of the deception. The great deception of the dragon. The devil will do everything he can to fight. Now, let me ask you this. As a church, how much persecution have we faced? Uh, It wasn't that long ago. Uh, There were churches that were getting tickets. I'm talking about citations for people sitting in the parking lot listening through the radio transmitter. Thank God we didn't have to deal with that. But there's a great deception that would cause stuff like that to take place. Listen, I'm not here to hurt anybody today. If you came in today and you felt like you need to wear a mask, put a mask on. If you, you know what I'm saying? If you need to isolate yourself, isolate yourself. That's why we got the transmitter outside. People sit outside listening. But as long as we can, as long as we're able, we're still going to gather together as the Lord commands. And we're going to have church, dear friend, whether it's 15 people or 100 people. Listen, uh, uh, if we have 75 or 80 people, hallelujah. If we have 15 or 20, praise the Lord. The Word of God doesn't change. God didn't say, well, well, if you've got 100 people, you can have church. He didn't say you had to have 300 people to have church. Listen, I thank God for our church. You know, before COVID hit, uh, we were running about 100 and 115. You know, after COVID hit, we're running between 84 and 100 on a good day. That's wonderful. I mean, there's churches, they, they've lost half their congregation. It's driving them crazy. I wonder where everybody went. I won't tell you where everybody went. The great deception. The red carpet's been rolled out of excuses and people feel like they don't have to go to church anymore. 
They, they don't. And they, listen, I'm not dogging anybody. I'm not upset with anybody. I'm just saying, thank God, we still come to church here at Calvary Missionary Baptist Church. And wouldn't it be wonderful? A whole lot more people felt that way. We could do a whole lot more with a lot more people. But thank God for the little engine that could. Huh? We may not be big in numbers, but thank God we gather together. And when you take two or three gathered together in the name of the Lord, Jesus said, there I am in the midst of them. And if we just have faith in the grain of mustard seed, we can say that mountain be thou removed and God will remove that mountain for us. And all God's people said, amen. Y'all need to say amen or something. I got to catch my breath. Okay. <laughs> say, preacher, you look nice today. You got a suit coat on. I'm celebrating the cooler temperatures outside. Hallelujah. But it's still a little warm up here, by the way. God's good to us, isn't he? Understand how good God is in your life. Understand that every day that you wake up is a blessing from God. Every good gift coming down from the Father above. I'm thankful today for the breath of life that God has given me. I don't have perfect health, neither do you. But I'm thankful that we're able to be here today, that we can worship together, that we can lean upon each other, we can be encouraged one of another, and the devil can't stand it, dear friend. He doesn't like when people come together in the name of the Lord. Let's be careful, though. I talked about persecution. Be careful of this, because when the devil can't get you from the outside, you know what he's going to do? He's going to try to get you from the inside. Look at that verse again in 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Now, we saw in verse 11, talked about lest Satan should get an advantage of us. Back up a verse. Look at verse number 10. It says, To whom ye forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgave anything to whom I forgave it for your sakes, forgave it I in the person of Christ, lest... Satan should get advantage of. You know what the verse of connotation here is? That when we don't live a life of forgiveness one of another in the church, Satan gets an advantage of us. See, when he can't get you from the outside, he gets you from the inside. Uh, if you carry around unforgiveness in your heart, if you carry around bitterness in your heart, notice what he said here. To whom you forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgave anything to whom I forgave it, for your sakes, forgive it, I am the person of Christ. Listen, uh, you may not be able to forgive somebody, but in the person of Christ, you ought to be able to forgive everybody. In the person of Christ. Why? Because if you don't, Satan gets an advantage of you. That's what the Bible says. I'm not saying that the Bible says it. Do this because if you don't, Satan gets an advantage of you. You see, I, the 90% of a church battle doesn't come from the outside. The city of Hamburg never once gave me a problem. But I had a whole lot of headaches from within. Why? Lest Satan should get advantage of us. We've got to be careful as Christians. We've got to be careful to understand that old dragon, the dread of the dragon. He doesn't play by rules. He'll turn brother against brother. He'll turn sister against sister. Why? Because he knows his time is short. He's going to attempt to destroy the work of the Lord. Be on guard. Don't let unforgiveness root up in your heart. Why? Because if you do, Satan's got the advantage of you. And if you're not doing the work of the Lord, guess whose work you're doing? Satan. I mean, this is not theology class, by the way. It's not. <laughs> if you're not doing the work of the Lord, doing the work of the devil. Okay? Let me give you one more this morning. I've lost half of you anyway. Let's get one more down. The dread of the dragon. We've got to understand. Satan hates the church of God. We must be aware of Satan's tactics. He's going to deceive. He's going to do his best to destroy. He's going to turn brother against brother and sister against sister. There are no rules with Satan. There no, we got to realize that there are no rules. Satan doesn't play fair. Satan's not trying to see if you're okay with what he's doing. Satan does everything he can to twist and manipulate the word of God to deceive 
God's people. Let me give you the last one this morning. Look with me in Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Let's look at this verse of Scripture. Romans chapter 12. And look at, when you find Romans 12, look at verse number 21. It's a short verse, but let's look what it says. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. The last thing we look at this morning about the dragon is when Satan does Satan's work, which is to destroy and hurt, believers need to do the Lord's work. What's that? Let me say it again. When Satan does Satan's work, which is to destroy and hurt, then believers need to do Believer's work. That's the work of the Lord. What is that? That is spread the gospel message. You don't get overcome. Notice what he says. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. What's the good that we can do today? The answer to winning the battle against the devil is to do what God has done for you to bring the attack, attack against the devil. In other words, you never win against Satan by quitting what brought his attacks. You see, a lot when people get attacked by Satan for doing the Lord's work, a lot of them fall by the wayside. They said, oh, I didn't sign up for this. So what do we need to do? We need to get back in the fight, understanding there's going to be attacks. There's going to be fiery darts. That don't mean you quit and fall by the wayside. You win by continually doing what brought those attacks. Because the devil is not going to fight against a church that's not doing anything. Are you understanding what I'm saying? A church that's not doing anything for the Lord is not going to get a fight from the devil. So we need to pick ourselves up and realize that you don't overcome evil by quitting, but you overcome evil by doing good. Find that place to minister. Find that place to serve. Get back in the battle. Realize that the Lord, listen, He's already fought the battle and won the battle on the cross of Calvary. All we're doing right now is just waiting for, for His return. Uh, listen, one of these days, dear friend, uh, that trump of God's going to sound. Uh, the Lord's going to say, come up hither. And I don't know how He's going to, I don't know how fast it's going to be, but I know in the twinkling of an eye, all of this is going to be left behind. Uh, we're going to be changed. We're going to be glorified. And thank God we'll be on the other side with Him and there'll be no more battle to fight. Life's day will soon be o'er. All storms forever past. We'll cross that great divide into glory safe at last. I'll tell you, I'm looking forward to that day. And you know what the Bible says about that dragon? When you study and you read on through toward the end of Revelation, and I love it, but something's going to happen to that devil. And the Bible's very clear about it. We talked about some things that John saw here uh, last week or so. The Bible's very clear that those who were not found in the book of life. And the Bible also tells us of some other people that were put into that lake of fire. And you know who it was mentioning? The devil that deceived them. The devil that deceived them, yes. And he knows. I want you, the, the devil knows more of the Bible than we know. You know, you can spend your lifetime trying to study God's Word, and the devil's already, he already knows it. He knows this book inside and out. And he knows the revelation of God's Word. He knows where it says here that he's going to be bound hand and foot. 
He, he's going to be cast into a lake of fire. He sees his end here. What does that mean, preacher? That means he knows that he's going to be cast into a lake of fire, tormented forever, and that his time is running short. You can see it in Revelation chapter 20, verse number 10. And the devil. Now, who's the devil? That dragon. That old serpent. The devil that deceived them. Revelation chapter 20, verse 10. That devil. That dragon. You see, while we have to fight the dread of the dragon, the dragon knows his dread. We have to fight the battle while we're here. But you see, he already he sees his he sees his fate. Revelation 2010, and the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and false prophet are. And notice this, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. That's the end fate of the devil, that dragon. You see, his dread for us is to battle us, to deceive us, to cause us persecution. If you're in the midst of all that, can I encourage you today? I'm not telling you it's easy to be a Christian. It's not. It's not by any means. I'm asking you and encouraging you to stay firm in the faith. Stay planted in the Word of God. Stay true to the house of God. Realizing He knows His end. And because He knows His end and the days get shorter, He's going to amp up His attack. Let me ask you this in closing. If the Lord came back today, would you be ready to meet Him? Well, preacher, I've done a lot of good things in my life. Ladies and gentlemen, hell's going to be full of good people. Well, preacher, I, hey, I did things around the church. I even sang in the choir. Let us understand today that the only way you're going to get into heaven is by putting your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and receiving Him as your Lord and Savior. Amen. When people come and want to join the church, and I, that's a wonderful thing. But more than I'm concerned about somebody joining the church, I'm more concerned about their soul and if they have the Lord of salvation. Joining this church is not going to get you an inch closer to heaven. Not going to do it. But if you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, you can leave out of here with an assurance in your heart that heaven's your home. That's what we're more concerned about. And if you are saved today, stay in the fight. The devil's going to, listen, it's going to get tougher. It's going to, he's going to amp it up. He's very wroth right now. He's very angry. Don't give up. Don't give in. Keep going forward for the cause of Christ. Let's bow our heads if you would. Our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. No one looking around. We don't want to embarrass anybody at all. The musicians are going to come. We're going to have a verse of what we call an invitation. What that means is if the Lord has dealt with your heart during the sermon for whatever reason. But the main reason we emphasize right now is salvation. If you've never been saved. I'm not asking you have you ever joined a church or ever got baptized. I'm asking you do you have the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Now, if you've never asked the Lord to save you, today would be a good day to do that. And if you step out, I'll be glad to take a Bible and show you how you can know the Lord. Second thing is this. If you are a Christian and the devil's been fighting you, why don't you give it to the Lord and ask the Lord to strengthen you and walk closer with Him every day? Because that devil's going to keep fighting until his time's up. But I want you to know the Lord could return at any moment. Father in heaven, thank you the word, thank you for the opportunity. Lord, we do ask that you speak to hearts here today. Lord, if there would be one lost without Christ, that today would be their day of salvation. And Lord, for those in the fight that may have been knocked down and 
bruised. Lord, I pray they pick themselves back up, get back in the service of the Lord. Thank you for loving us and saving us. Bless this invitation for we ask it in Christ's name. Amen. As we stand at our feet.